What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. I just had the most amazing conversation with a neuroscientist. So somebody who can uh, rewire the brain to think about success. So she works with entrepreneurs in the world of success. And man, it was such a great conversation. It is exactly what I needed right now. And going into the, uh, the new year here coming up, I think it's going to be really helpful for you to listen to, especially as you're setting goals and starting to think. She gave a really, really great hack and tip towards the end of the podcast. We also talked about how do we deal with our children and, and we want them to be successful and we want them to be high achievers and things like that. And how do we not overwhelm and overbear them in that uh, worry that we, ha- we might have and things. So it's just an all around amazing show. I can't wait for you guys to listen. Um, her name's Dr. Shannon Irvine. She's in a mastermind with me, this mastermind that I just joined in the marketing world and another business owner, amazing entrepreneur, and just really cool to get to know her over the past few months and uh, work together and help each other out in our businesses. So uh, I wanted to bring her on the show and share her information with you guys. So without further ado, if you feel like you're on the top of the mountain and all you do is look and see the next mountain and the next mountain and the next mountain and you never feel truly fulfilled, uh, this is the show for you. So I hope you guys enjoy and let me know if you did. Uh, Send me a rating and review, uh, respond to the email, share it on social media, whatever it is for you. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on this and any of the other shows that we're doing on how we can better serve you guys. So here we go. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody, welcome back. I am really excited about today's show. This is somebody who, you guys know, I just joined a very expensive mastermind group. So I talked about it recently. I paid uh, you know, about $150,000 a year now from just in that group for my education. You guys know I'm big on that and uh, it's huge for me. And I've gotten to meet some incredible uh, entrepreneurs through that group. And uh, my guest today, we were talking about kind of growing our business, people, um, strategy around uh, accountability charts and things like that. And when I found out what she did, I really wanted to bring her on the show because it's something that we've been working through together um, recently in our mastermind group. In the Seven Figure Flipping family, uh, we've been trying to figure out, like, once you get to the top of the mountain, why do we always look at the other mountain that's a little bit higher and just say, okay, we're just going to go over there now. So uh, really trying to understand how we find fulfillment and happiness and success uh, in our world. You guys know at Flip Hacking Live last year, I just gave a presentation about success and it's been near and dear to my heart. I'm trying to figure it out right now. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guest today and we're going to be talking about all things Um, I don't know, getting your mind right, I think, for your entrepreneurial journey. So Dr. Shannon Irvine is with me, and I'm really excited to learn more about what you do, Shannon. Yeah, well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me on the podcast. I'm super stoked to be hanging out with your tribe. Uh, I can tell because they listen to you that they are on a mission, and they have a calling, and they're going for the big vision and the big dream. And so that's what I love helping entrepreneurs do is getting past those glass ceilings, um, really tapping into the power that's available to you to hit next level results in a way that doesn't feel hard and doesn't get stuck in those places where you don't, where you self-sabotage. And that's what happens typically with a lot of high performers. We 
we're we're goal oriented so we hit we go for the next level and then we start to sabotage getting to the next place and the next place and most people are putting their foot on the gas going 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 but not realizing at the same time there's a foot on the brake in their mind that they need to release in order to really hit next levels of success so I really go from the brain science of success, how your brain wires and fires success in the mind to help you really pour gas on where you want to go. Okay, I want to jump into all of this right now, but before let's let's take a we'll take a pause, we'll take a foot on the brake real quick and just can you give people your background? You have sure. doctor in front of your name, so a little bit about yeah. like uh, maybe it's your past life, maybe it's this life, a little bit about you and who you are. Yes, absolutely. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. I was in the restaurant business for a long time, sold my restaurants and became a business consultant helping restaurant owners build their restaurants bigger, faster and stronger. And then uh, was really doing a lot of that one on one consulting with six, seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. And also I'm a founder of a charity called Mosaic Vision. We help kids who have lost mom and dad to AIDS in Uganda for the last 20 years. I keep saying 16 years, but it's 20 years now. So I got to actually like, remember, like I've actually aged a few years, but uh, that's what I've done over time. The doctor in front of my name, I always say uh, the doctor was out of desperation, not out of intelligence, because I got to a point in my career and in my life, probably one of the pinnacle moments, right? Uh, I had my business was at six figures, which, you know, was a good pinnacle for most people. Uh, I was finishing up my master's in business. I had the charity and all of that was running externally looking in. I looked like I had it all together. Um, everybody thought I was massively successful. But what I knew is that I had to drink coffee to wake up in the morning. I had to drink wine to wind down at night. My adrenal glands were failing and there was like zero left of me to give. Right. Like, so my nervous system was just sprat for lack of a better term and uh i got the best news in the world i found out that i was pregnant with my son and that's been a while long while now but it was one of those moments where i figured i'd had to give something up and honestly it was a god moment because in that breakdown i really felt the word and kept coming to me what if it's not an either or what if it's an and Long story short, I kind of took that as a challenge as we usually do. And I started looking around for mentors that seemed to have the life that I wanted. God first, family second, business third, but eight plus figures and slaying their business, right? So I figured either it was a facade and it wasn't possible or I needed to find out what it was. Still kind of in that ideology of finding out their tactics or their secrets or how they do their things. And what I learned during that time when I drained my bank account to work with that mentor was she thought differently. She thought differently about money, about success, about failure, about worth, about how she served in her calling in the world. And that created an obsession to learn like, why was her mind different than mine? Cause that's not what I was doing. I was on this kind of treadmill of work harder, put in more hours, sleep when I'm dead, those kind of ideologies. And as I spent more time with her, I became really obsessed about the brain science of success. Why did she, why was her mind wired one way and my mind a different way? And I did what any obsessed entrepreneur would do. I went and went all in. So I went and 
changed my degree, my PhD to the neuropsych neuropsychology, the neuroscience of success is really what I studied. And I'd like to say that it was like, I learned all these things that were really important, but what I learned in those rooms as an entrepreneur was that it's not our fault that we get stuck. It's not our fault that we can't figure things out at certain times. There's uh, old pathways that are holding us back and there is a way to build a pathway in your mind toward what you want. Um, but it was funny in those rooms, Bill, because they couldn't wait to get rid of me because scientists don't necessarily, forgive me scientists who are listening, but they don't want to solve problems necessarily. They just want to research things. So I was the weird entrepreneur going, wait, you can combine synaptic pruning and neuroplasticity and you can, you can actually mirror those things together. And they just, they did not want to talk about that. They just wanted me to stay in the discipline and get through. But I started kind of combining these scientific principles that really started amplifying my results. And that's when I, the neuro coaching model, which is what I coach through now was born and off I went with helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So do you work with all kinds of entrepreneurs like across the board? So anybody that is like, but all business owners and entrepreneurs? Business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, uh, high level, high performers, those that are going for the next best thing. You know, we, we get to a pinnacle, right? And we go, okay, what's next, <laughs> right? Um, those are the people that I do really well with because it's, uh, it's about really tapping into the strength of the systems that are available to you that most people spend their entire life and don't tap into. So they wonder why it's hard, why they make the same mistakes, all of those things, why they don't ever get to that level that they really want to achieve of just um, that level of not performance, but more like there's more left in the tank. Like, I think we always feel like that. There's there's more to the life, like there's more to the calling. There's more that I can do in the world. Um, I haven't reached my full potential. And those are the people that really do well. Because once you tap into these simple Lego-like systems in your mind, it just makes, it almost gamifies success in a way because you feel like you have this secret weapon that most people don't slow down long enough to tap into. So people ask me a lot when, when they meet me and see me and we, we work together, they're just like, I feel like you get like three or four times the amount of things accomplished in a day or you just go so much faster than everybody else. Like, how do you do that? And I just look at them and say, I, I don't know. Like, I really don't. I just assume that everybody operates on my speed, right? And, um, and I don't know if it's a background in the military, having to make very fast decisions. I've tried to spend the last few years trying to figure that out, like answer. And I see a lot of military folks, like high performing military folks come into real estate and just absolutely just like do really, really well. And so I, I've been looking for this like cheat code, if you will, like this kind of stuff you're talking about in, in entrepreneurs and people that come through our programs. Cause I see, I gave a presentation this year about success. So like what, after coaching, you know, thousands of people and seeing them come through the program and seeing people do really well and seeing people struggle, it's like, what are the actions that they're taking for the achievement side? So I took like this Tony Robbins approach of achievement and fulfillment, right? Like the science piece. And so I gave this presentation about here's the things that like, here's the science. So here's the, here's the ways that you can achieve. But at the end of the day, I still see the people that are high achievers 
they really don't seem to be happy either, you know? And then the people who aren't achieving, like, they're, they're just not doing the things that are proven. The proven model is there. But then what I took a, a, the next step, you know, spoiler alert for anybody who didn't see the presentation, it's like the last 15 minutes I said, well, the thing is you can be a high achiever and just not be happy, right? Like how many billionaires are out there that are just miserable? And it's not about money or this level of achievement or fame or, you know, I took the definition of achievement basically from Web or from success from Webster and it's like fame, fortune, that kind of stuff. It's just... That's not really success, I don't think. So what is your definition of success maybe is the next place that we go? Oh my gosh, I love this question and we're so aligned. So um, here's the thing, I don't wanna give you my definition of success and there's a reason for that. So many people, exactly what you're talking about, they chase, and I'm gonna go back to this again. It's not anybody's fault, by the way. We're indoctrinated into the outside and philosophy. Think back to school. Like we went to school to get a good employee mindset, get permission from the outside, raise our hands to go to the bathroom, like outside in permission, get the A, you feel great, get the F, you feel horrible, right? So somebody on the outside is dictating what experience you have on the inside. And the same thing rolls over into success. People model what they see in other people thinking that should be their definition of success. Right. And what is it? What do we see mostly? We see, the, I always say that the Lambros and the planes and the this and the that. And we're like, that's it. I need to chase that. And you're right, Bill, there's a proven model. So you use the proven model and the model works. And then you get there and you realize that the ladder that you've been climbing on wasn't your ladder. And that's the challenge to that fulfillment quotient is like you you got the ladder on the wall you're following outside in models to get you there and they work so you get to the top and you realize god I'm miserable and that's where i was before i took a hard right turn god directed hard right turn to really uh learn this the brain science of success so that i can help other people is we repeat what is our past until we interrupt that to build what is our future, right? And most people won't slow down to do this. And the way our mind wires success is in repetition. I'm gonna, not gonna get ahead of myself because I want to talk about what you talked about with like, why is it that I go move so fast? But my definition of success is very intimate. It's very personal, right? So I talked about in the beginning for me, my definition of success is driven by my core values, right? So God is first, my family is second, experiences, engagement, legacy with them, that is super important to me. And my businesses come third, but I'm obsessed with my businesses. So that means my game with God, my game with family has to be like a, a game because I'm, an, I'm a driver, right? Uh, that's my definition of success, taking time off five times a year. That's my definition of success. You know, there's a self-care component. I have it so defined, but not from here's what I want. And I think this is the difference. I guarantee this is part of what you do without even knowing you that well yet is it's, it's take your brain needs to believe it for you to actually achieve it. So getting into the state of what do I want to create and defining that out so much that, the, that you have the blueprint that there's no doubt you're gonna get there because it's already defined.
So instead of letting someone else define your version of success for you to climb that ladder and end up being miserable, you got to burn that ladder. You got to start like there's plenty of models to make money. There's plenty of models to grow in real estate, to flip all those things. And you're in the right place for that. What's your definition of when we end 20, the next year, let's say, and we're all sitting down on a boat because you just went fishing. So maybe we're all celebrating together and you're clinking glasses with your favorite, whatever. And we're talking about what happened that fulfilled you beyond your wildest dreams. That's this deciding in advance piece of your mind that most people don't do. Most people do the annual and I'm, I'm doing an anti-resolution challenge right now because I'm just, I'm over it. Like setting goals based on your thinking that got you right where you are right now is a broken model. Like building your success path for your mind to believe has to come from where you want to be right at the end of the year or at the end of the period. So truly building your version, what needs to be there? Cause if the, if the reality is you can make billions of dollars and be, just ridiculously miserable. So for me, money is great. It's an ends, right? So we have a charity. We help kids who have lost mom and dad to AIDS in Uganda. So for me, making money has a purpose. The more I make, the more kids get helped, right? The more I make, the more freedom I create in my life. The more I make, the more experiences I can create for my kids to show them what is possible. That's success to me. That motivates my money drive, right? Money, a number sitting in a bank, Bank account for ego, I, it did at one point, just to be really transparent, but at this stage, and each year is different, right? Because you grow. So what success is to you changes. Sometimes it stays the same in certain areas, but really sitting down and not setting goals, not setting those kind of things, but setting like what is gonna be a success and reverse engineering that backwards into the steps you need to take that's what creates a success pathway in your mind. And so I guarantee you've probably been doing a little bit of that. Yeah, you, um, you mentioned the money in the bank account uh, and it changing over time, right? So I've seen your culture index profile. You sent me a link of it. And so uh, for me, it's, that, that's the scoreboard, right? I want to win. So money in the bank is not necessarily important to me, just like you said. Um, and, but at one time it was like that was the driver to – to, because I didn't have any, frankly. Um, and then once you have some, you, it starts to change a little bit. And, and I agree. The, the, that art of fulfillment piece that I love that, it's like, kind of like what, as Tony was talking about that, I'm sitting there in this event going, oh my gosh, like I have to talk about this, right, at our, at our big event in October. And that art piece is something I've never really understood. And just like you said, it's different for everybody. And it changes over time because that was the thing for me is like as this changes – like, I don't know what success looks like for me next year or the year after or the year after that because it, it, it is kind of fluid, right? And so um, I, I'm, I love what you said in the very beginning. You said you found somebody who was exemplifying what you wanted and you went out and you studied them and under them to figure out like how to do it. And that, I say that all the time. It's like, the people that listen to this podcast, obviously, they, they are attracted by the values and characteristics of who we are as an organization, which is obviously led by me and the rest of the, the leadership team there. And there's people that will listen one time and say, this is not my tribe. These are not my people. I don't like this guy. This is the worst podcast ever or the worst event. But 
And, and that's expected. Like, I really want to attract the people. And obviously, we had a conversation. I said, you've, I've, you've got to come share this stuff with, with our audience, right? Because we see people that in, in, we see ourselves and our values in other people. And so the easiest core value exercise that I've ever kind of talked to people about doing is say, just write down the three to five mentors that you've had in your life, a coach, a, a trainer, a family member, somebody who, is, who has made you or you look up to them, right? They're, they're your, your heroes, your mentors, your, your guides, and write down the characteristics in them, the values that you see in them. And then when you do that, very easily you can have your values are right there. It's like a mirror. You see in them what you have in yourself. So if people are struggling to do that core value exercise, I always just say just do that. It'll take you five minutes. You'll have your three, five, seven core values right there. And then, and then write a letter to each one of those people and tell them how awesome they are. And, and so when we talked, it's probably something that we have very similar values and belief systems and and obviously, we are attracted to the same mastermind group too, right? We, we kind of bought into the same leaders, the same people, the same idea, the same tribe uh, because of that. So I love that. You found someone who you want to emulate. And I, I encourage everybody that's listening to go do that, right? Figure out what you want and what you think you want, what you want your life to look like, who already has done that, and blaze the trail and just walk in their footsteps and figure out how. Um, so I, I have a very like... Um, Okay, I'm a parent, you're a parent, most of our listeners are parents, and you talked about this, this, like, how success is displayed, whether it's on TV, if it's around uh, other people, you see it, it's kind of indoctrinated is the word that you use, right, into us, it's driven into us. Well, as a parent of small children, I'm interested to know how I can be a better parent and kind of be a guide for them in a way that they see success a certain way as they start growing up. Because I'm assuming that this starts as, at a young age for us. And you know, maybe you teach something like that with your people of, as a parent, like how can we be better guides for our kids of what success and things like that look like? Um, and, and not to control that, because when, when I thought about this recently, um, I went to a wellness center about a year ago with my spouse and we worked through a lot of things. Um, for three days with a with a coach and other people like that and what I found is like I was like why am I this way like why am I such a driver and and was it why do I want to win all the time why do I have to be number one all this stuff and I called my parents and I said what did you guys do to me right and so like obviously they said nothing this was just naturally you all the time and we just kind of fueled that fire for you um, so how do we as, as parents maybe is there something like that that you teach of how we can show up to uh, to be better for our kids I think just knowing how the mind wires success will help you as a parent. It helps you with you and it helps you with your kids. And that is from birth to 21 to 24, somewhere in there. That's how long it takes this thinking part of our minds to develop. So what does that mean? That means that the brain we think we're making decisions with on a daily basis you're actually only using 20 to 30% of the time. The other 70 to 80% is on automation and subconscious levels. Let me break that down in a real simple way. What you repeat becomes the unconscious pattern. So anything that's getting repeated, any story that's getting repeated, any way of being, any core values, any um, meaning about money, meaning what it is, what it isn't, meaning about success, failure, worth, all of those things for children and for ourselves to know about our past is they're hearing it in repetition and they don't have the filter, the prefrontal cortex to say, I'm not going to stand for that. I don't believe that. 
So it gets automated in their minds as if it's their belief. So just to break it down, like the way your brain automates anything is thought and emotion combined to become a belief. It's only through repetition. Why are you so good, Bill, at what you do? Because you're good at discipline and repetition. And discipline and repetition is how the mind wires and fires. So it's on autopilot. It's Your brain's doing this to make your life easier, to automate and use less energy and less glucose toward thinking. 60,000 thoughts per hour is a lot of thoughts. So your brain's trying to be efficient. For your kids, it, they're watching what you do and they're watching what you say in repetition. So that's where the conflict of I'm saying be this way, but I'm acting a different way becomes a, mis a message that doesn't align and doesn't actually automate. What we want as parents to create for our kids a life of whatever aligns with your core values, right? I'm not going to tell you what that is, but it needs repetition. It needs experience so that their subconscious mind can automate that as a belief because out of that automation, first of all, it fires on autopilot. They don't even need to use it, right? They don't even need to think about it. They don't need to analyze it. It just fires. It's the driver of their mind, right? And in that repetition from that belief place of the mind, comes our identity, right? Identity is made from automations in our minds. So our I am statements come from what I believe and what I believe gets created from what is thought and emotion combined over and over again. This is how the brain wires success. So when we're parents and we're thinking about what, again, not coming from here, coming from here, what do I want to give my child? What do I want them to leave? And what do I want, for a matter of fact, because it's the same process, and, and reverse engineer into that. Okay, I need to show them. I need to let them in. Most of the times, we just don't let them in. We think they're kids. They can't handle it. I and mean, one of the things that we've done as a family, it's like, no, they're going to come to leadership seminars with us. They're going to be a part of our daily prayer time with God, not just like, okay, you go do your kid kitty thing with, you know, we, we bred thinkers. So it's not surprising they don't want to go into kids' church. They're like, the honor. Like, they want to be in being challenged, right? Um, if we want to create the ability in our children to be um, excellent, then we've got to involve them in watching us struggle and still be excellent. And it, it goes in, it flies in the face of a lot of old broken parenting models too, is do as I do, not as I say, all those things. They're just literally receiving in automation what is given to them in repetition. So just really getting in the practice of what do you want them to leave your house with and get really passionate about repeating that with them, uh, whatever it is, your core values, right? So that's- I really like that, actually. Um, I was, when I was down in Key West Fishing, we talked about that. Um, the guy, my college friend, his, he was talking about his kids. His kids are a little bit older than mine. He said, man, they're, they're great eaters. They, they, they love to experiment with different food. And Jeremiah, one of my business partners and myself, just asked, like, how did you do that? And he said, well, when they were little, we just wouldn't let them order off the kids' menu. Like, we, we let them order off the adult it's menu. Simple. It costs a little bit more. Yeah. But they got to experience and try lots of different foods. So they didn't eat chicken nuggets and French fries and, and mac and cheese all the time. They ate adult food with us. 
And now they love to, he's like, they love, they love when I, we go fishing, they'll eat all the fish. And we were like, they're going to eat this fish that you bring home? He's like, yeah, we're going to, they'll make really nice meals and, and eat it. And so I think my question after hearing your response pretty much comes from control, right? I want to like control the output that I get from my kids. I want them to be uh, like amazing children, great manners, all this stuff. And really it is just them emulating me. So I, I took away a, a lot of things from that. Thank you. Uh, it's going to be very helpful. I know that I can't control them, but I'm trying to like write their story where I should just let them write their story and I just show up for them all the time. Like last night, yeah, I just left my, left my phone downstairs and I just wrestled with them for like an hour and a half. They had so much fun. They were laughing and they just, I just, they felt, it felt like we were really connected. I, I also heard on this trip um, somewhere, it might've been even like a TV show we were watching. Oh no, it was somebody's Facebook message. Um, a friend of mine uh, who's in the Marine Corps flew Harriers and flew with me at, um, at, as an instructor pilot down in Pensacola. He had just lost his brother and was telling a story about how his brother showed up for his kids like a friend. They just played. They had so much fun. And when he saw that, he realized that he was always in dad mode and never just got to the point where he just they enjoyed, he enjoyed his kids and said, hey, what do you want to do today with me as your dad? And let's go play and let's go have fun and let's forget about what I want to do in my agenda and my schedule and just go do it. So I took that and I, I came home and I asked my seven-year-old, he's seven and a half now, I said, Will, what do you want to do with daddy? And just we can just go do that. So I'm not saying Let, we're going ice skating or we're doing this or have this whole day planned. Like, what do you want to do? And we just go do that. And even if it's video games, like I'm just going to turn it off and play video games with him for an hour or something and just be there with him with whatever he wants to do without saying, no, I don't want you to do that because it doesn't fit my agenda. So I'm gonna try that over the next few months as a dad to hopefully be better for the kids. So. You know, and then they get older, so minor, you know, teenage years, and then they, they really push against, right, the things, and I know you're not there yet, so that's good. But um, that's when all of the work that you're doing now and, and really what do you want them to leave with, deciding that in advance and being about being the demonstration of that and taking them on the on that process that when it comes to a place where they're starting to make their own decisions and they're having to you know make hard choices we can then then we can kind of come in with that like no you know what in this family we're people of excellence so i know you want to go play the video games but right now we're going to be a person of excellence because that is who we are right so so because you sow those seeds in their mind, the network is there. They're still going to go through hormones. They're still going to have that, like those natural growing up things. But when you sow that in their mind, the pattern is there. So that's it's it's about patterns in your mind. It's about networks. And if I could, I we can't do this because it's a podcast. But if I could show you, I've got some videos of this on my on my website where there's to automate a pathway. It's repetition and you can see, if I do a brain scan, you can see the network instead of being like a line and a gap and a line, and you've heard jumping a synaptic gap, that's that. That's just regular thinking. But when it's automated, it like glues together and it's like a freeway. And it bypasses having to think, it bypasses energy, it, by, it just fires. So 70 to 80%, sometimes 90% of our daily actions and decisions are coming from that place in the mind, not our thinking planning prefrontal cortex. So for ourselves, for our kids, we want 
those networks, those automations to be ones we've chosen and we've decided and we've sewn into and we've built. And we want to make sure that any automations that are running that are holding us back, that we neutralize any race because they will continue to create this pattern of pulling you back. We only have a few more minutes and maybe that's the place to go. Like, what are some things that entrepreneurs can do? They feel like this, right? Everything that we're talking about, we, we've, we've tagged them, right? Oh, I got to the top of the mountain. I'm, I don't feel like I have success. Like, and, and maybe it's the habit patterns that they have. Maybe it's uh, certain things. Like, what, what is the first thing that you would recommend that they can do on their own, maybe, or some tips that you have that they could take away from this? I think the first tip is notice when you are doing things that are requiring your next level version of you, how you start to feel resistance, that internal, sometimes mostly you'll feel it physically or internally, but you're leaning into resistance. Be really aware of the words that you're saying to yourself at that moment. That's one of the, the hacks to actually hearing what's in automation, right? So if you're going for that next level and, and you're really pushing forward, you're feeling that resistance, you know what I'm talking about, right? When you're doing something you haven't done before to get to where you haven't been yet, that feeling is like gold because you'll hear automations because basically in your mind, your mind's starting to say, well, wait a minute, should this still be an automation? Seems like you don't really want this anymore. And so really hearing what you're saying to yourself, the words that you're saying to yourself, keep the ones that you're, can, that are going to take you to where you want to go and just really put on trial like a lawyer the ones that are that aren't serving the future version of yourself we don't have a whole lot of time i could go really deep dive into like the very simple system to go around that but neutralizing and erasing those is key to getting to the next level but specifically with your question i want you to think of five things that will be in place when you are at that next place in your journey, the things that you're wanting for the next year and, and write them as if they've already happened. This is so simple, Bill. I can't tell you how simple, but that's how our mind works. So five things, maybe more, but at least five that will be present. Maybe the amount of income, who's going to be there, what you're going to be doing, how, how you're going to be serving, those kind of things, but write it as if it's already happened and then record yourself saying those things. This sounds so cheesy and easy, but it's so how our mind works. So you record it, right? And I just want you to listen to this. In the morning, when you wake up, your subconscious is more present. In the evening, right before you go to bed, because your subconscious is now going to store and decipher what is an automation and what isn't. If you work out, right after working out, you have access to your subconscious much more. That's why we work out and all of a sudden we have all these amazing ideas. That's why. So those are the three key times. If you really want to get to where you want to go next year or this year or this quarter or whenever you're listening to this, this is simple. And it's like the baby toe in the water to what we call in our ecosphere brain priming, but it actually starts to build the pathway toward the thing that you want. And it's literally that simple. We've had people do this, go deeper with us and do this and build out a, a full brain prime for free at times and come back and say they just brought $250,000 within a week because they put they aligned their mind. Then that's the key. So that's the 
hack that you can walk away with and really get some traction. I love this. You know, you mentioned I, I had, I was working out this morning and right afterwards I had like three things I had to write down uh, on my phone and my notes while I was doing it. I was like, oh, I haven't done this, I haven't done this, I need to get this done. Um, you know, I think this is, I think that's the exact reason why, like for me, I was flipping one house a year. I joined a mastermind group. I saw other people doing it and then I did 67 houses in like eight months and then 135, then 187, then like 200 a year. And it was just like, I didn't know that it wasn't, I, I, before that, I didn't know it was possible. After that, I had a belief that it was possible and if they could do it, I could do it. And it was like my, like you said, my brain was not saying I can't. When you just mentioned that, what's the thing that, that when you think of the next level that you have to get to, what is the thing that's stopping you? And for me, usually it's, as you were saying that, I was trying to envision exactly what was going on in my head and it was like, I don't know if you can do that. Like, I don't know if you're capable of doing that. And that's usually the thing that, that I, and even when I, even when I was thinking that I was like, that's actually not true. Like, I know that's not true. And I squash it all the time, but that is the initial thought that it's like, can you really do that? Like, are, with, with the team that you have with everything, like all the resources, like, can you do that? Or do we need somebody else? And I, I even find myself saying that sometimes like, oh, we might need somebody higher level than me to get us there. Like, uh, you know, all those things go through is. our heads. So that's everybody that's right listening, like, yeah. this is gold, right? Yeah. Do that stuff. Yeah, you, um, I can't, I, I want to resist going, like just jumping right into it because I heard it. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. And we, being driven, we go after it logically, which is what you just described to us. But there's a subconscious piece that needs to, that just needs to be added. And when you add that, it, it's literally, if I showed you in your mind, it goes from, that automation that fires every time you get to a new place to that kind of crumbling to it literally disappearing so far apart that the thought can't actually fire. So that's yeah. where we want to get it to. And luckily, I don't know, I'm a step-by-step -step girl. Like I love recipes. I love process, you know? And so when I went in those rooms and found out like there's actually a process for this that I could follow and I combined some things, some principles that people hadn't combined before and oh my gosh, it works. And so knowing that it's simple, but yet so powerful, to me, it's the most important work you can do is really aligning your mind with where you want to go. And we, we call it neural hacking, but really, really maximizing the gift that God gave you of your mind and starting to trust the intuition that you're given. I love it. All right. We will do more together. I don't know what it is, but we're going to do something else together for sure. Like this is really exciting. The more I, I want to talk to you for more hours and hours more. So um, I don't know what it is, but we'll talk some more offline about what we can do together for, for my audience, my people, those kind of folks, because I think this is something that they really need. And you're obviously very gifted in this and you have tactics and strategies and techniques and tools and all of that stuff is what we teach in the real estate side. But but we can help with the science of achievement. Like we need to continue to support our people in that art of fulfillment. And I think that's the piece that I'm diving more into now, especially our higher level folks. So if, if anybody listening wants to find out more about you, wants to work with you, uh, wants to figure out how to neuro hack themselves to be uh, uh, better, uh, how can they do that? I'm across all socials at Dr. Shannon Irvin. And then on the podcast, I have a podcast as well called Epic Success Podcast. Uh, where I give some pretty cool stuff every single week. And you can just reach out to us anywhere. I hang out on Instagram. That's an easy place to find me specifically. But uh, would love to support you in your vision to get to the next place you want to go. Awesome. Hey, you, you mentioned some videos on your website. Can you share that website? 
website is drshannonirvine.com. drshannonirvine.com. I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. Again, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast with me. And it's really helpful. I have pages and notes myself. So <laughs> um, we'll get this out to everybody. I think this is perfect. Like end of the year, they're getting ready for next year. Um, maybe they can jump in this uh, anti-resolution challenge you're doing too. So um, thank you so much for being here with us. And everybody, if you would, uh, everybody listening, uh, I'll see you guys on the next show. And uh, I hope you got a lot of value from this. If you did, share it on social media. Let us know. Just reply to the email. Uh, tell me that you want more stuff like this um, because I think this is really how you can change your game and get to the next level. So I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.